0: greet each other if you would just stay seated as a guest so that our ushers can find you and give you some information that we ask you to return to us later so first baptist stand and greet one another
1: and sing with us now
2: There is an endless song Echoes in my soul I hear the music ring And though the storms may come I am holding on to the From shouting your name, I know I am loved by the key, and it makes my heart want to sing. I will lift my eyes in the darkest night, for I know my And I will walk with you Knowing you'll see me through And sing the songs I hear How can I keep From singing your praise? How can I ever say enough? How amazing is your love? How can I keep From shouting your name I know I am loved by the King And it makes my heart want to sing I can sing in the troubled times Sing when I win I can sing when I lose my step And I fall down again I can sing cause you pick me up Sing cause you're there I can sing cause you hear me Lord When I call to you in prayer I can sing with my last breath Sing for I know that I'll sing And the saints around the throne How can I keep from singing your praise? How can I ever say enough? How amazing is your love? How can I keep from shouting your name? I know I am loved by the King By the key, and it makes my heart. I am loved by the key, and it makes my. this morning. We're here to worship God today. There's so many ways we can worship God. We can worship Him in our actions. We can worship Him in our prayer. We can worship Him in the day that we walk every day. There was a group of people who, when Jesus came into Jerusalem, worship Him by throwing down palm branches on the ground. And they shout this phrase, Hosanna, Hosanna.
3: Hosanna in the higher I see a generation Rising up to take their place With selfless faith Selfless faith I see bible stirring as we pray and see with all
2: bless these gifts bless those who can and those who also cannot that we may all see receive equal blessings alike in Christ's name amen
0: We're going to observe the Lord's Supper today. That's always an exciting time because we observe the Lord's Supper because Jesus commanded us to do so in order to remember. Remember. It becomes a symbol of what we are supposed to remember. I'm preaching through the Bible and we're in the book of Numbers. <clears throat> and there's a passage in Numbers about remembering. Numbers 15, 37 through 41 and then in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three through, I'm going to go through 26. Here's the passage in Numbers. Uh, Moses is continuing to provide the Lord's instructions to the people. They're They're uh, in the wilderness, and they're wondering how are we to behave as a people when we get to the promised land. What, you know, we've never functioned as a nation before. Uh, The Israelites have always been kind of a a wandering tribe, and here they are um, a few years away from entering the promised land. How are they supposed to act? What are they supposed to do? How are they supposed to get along? And, and Moses continues to provide instructions from the Lord. Numbers 15, verse 37, says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the people of Israel and bid them to make tassels on the corners of their gar- garments throughout their generations, and to put upon the tassel of each corner a cord of blue. And it shall be to you a tassel to look upon and remember all the commandments of the Lord to do them, not to follow after your own heart. In your own eyes, which you are inclined to go after wantonly. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and be holy to your God. Verse 40. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. He keeps telling them, I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord, your God. Remember, remember, remember. Almost has to beat it into them. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. This is a passage from the Lord's Supper, and the word remember is used here several times as well. For I receive from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Look at this. Do this in remembrance of me. And we probably have those words inscribed on the front of the Lord's table. Do this in remembrance of me. Every time you do this, you're supposed to remember some things. In the same way, also, the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it. What? In remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Remember, it's like God has to beat it into us in the Old Testament. Remember, remember in the New Testament, do this in remembrance, do this in remembrance. I think God knows we have memory problems, especially when it comes to his goodness. And he wants us to remember. Shall we bow? Father, as we come together to observe the Lord's Supper, we ask that you would refresh our memories for our salvation, your goodness to us, and then all the blessings that have been added unto that over the years. God, I know you you must be frustrated because sometimes we look up at you and say, well, what have you done for me lately? (laughs) And every day, you pour out your blessings upon us. And if we'll just remember, we cannot contain all the opportunities and and privileges and the blessings that are ours because they are too abundant. Help us to remember and worship you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So obviously, one of the major themes in the Bible is remember. And I guess that instruction is necessary because we are so prone to forget. Uh, We remember certain things very well, don't we? What are we adept at remembering? We remember the insult, the slight, the criticism, the complaint. All the negative things we have a, a pretty good filing cabinet for. We remember all those things, but we so quickly and easily forget all the kind and good and encouraging things done for us. Why is that? Why is that? Why are bad experiences so much easier for us to remember than the good? Why do we have to be like that? God knows our tendencies, and so he intentionally instructs us over and over again throughout the Bible to remember Remember what? Remember all the good things that God has done for you, and it's really interesting. As you progress chronologically through the pages of the Old Testament, you see the things of God adding up that he wants that he instructs the children of Israel to remember. Initially, it's remember the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt, and then if as you progress through the pages of the New Testament, it becomes. Remember the Lord your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt and preserved you in the wilderness. And then you go a little bit further in the, in the Old Testament and you, and you find, Remember the Lord your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt and preserved you in the wilderness and brought you into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And as you progress through the pages of the Old Testament, you find one thing after another. Uh, added to those things that you're supposed to remember as the children of Israel and the relationship with God continues to deepen and, and, and refine. You see those things that God has done for them that they are instructed to remember first, remember that second, remember third, remember fourth. And God is continually telling the children of Israel what to remember. The list of things he does for them just lengthens as his relationship with them continues through the ages. So he instructs us to remember. And we come to Numbers. It wasn't hard for me to find a passage in Numbers that reminded me of the Lord's Supper, because that was our theme today. Here the Lord said to Moses, speak to the people of Israel, bid them make tassels. Okay, that sounds kind of crazy. Make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generation. And listen to this, what they're supposed to do with their tassel. Put a blue cord in each corner of the tassel. So they have tassels on the corners of their garments. And in each tassel, they are to have a blue cord. Why is that? It shall be to you a tassel to look upon and remember all the commandments of the Lord to do them. Verse 40. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto the Lord. Have you ever tied a string around your finger to remember something? I remember doing that a couple times as a kid. I, when I looked at the string, I forgot what I was supposed to remember, but I knew it was there because it was something different. It was something that caught my attention and, and something that I knew I was supposed to do that was out of the ordinary. I think that's exactly what God is telling Moses to tell the children of Israel. You're going to have tassels on the corners of your garment, and in each tassel, put a blue cord, a blue string... So when you look upon that tassel and you see that blue string, you think, what is that there for? Oh yeah, it is to remind me to do all the commandments that the Lord has given me and be holy unto God. Be holy, that just means to be separate from, to be different, to be unique. I've said it before, the Holy Bible is a unique Bible. It's a -a one-of-a-kind Bible. A holy God is, is a one-of-a-kind God. He is the one and only, unique, different, separate, other. You are to be a holy people, God is telling Israel. You're to separate yourselves out from all the other people on the face of the earth. You are to be unique and different. And he gives us, he, well, he gave the children of Israel a blue string, a blue cord in each tassel, like a string around your finger. To look at and remember and say, what's that? Doesn't go there. What's that for? Oh, yeah. It's to remind me that I am to keep all the commandments and be holy unto God. So we go over to the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 11. Jesus is instituting the Lord's Supper, and this takes place in the upper room. We don't find it in John 13. Where Jesus washes the disciples' feet. So thankfully, Paul remembers and records for us the words of our Lord at that first Lord's Supper in the upper room. He says, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This cup is the new covenant, in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So when Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper in that upper room, he says over and over again, Do this. In remembrance of me, when you take this bread and break it, remember my body, which is broken for you. When you take this cup and drink it, remember my blood, which is shed for you. And he always says, do this. It's not not when you feel like it. It's not when you get around to it. It's called an ordinance because it is ordained by God. It is commanded by Jesus. We are commanded to do this. It's not optional. We are instructed to remember what he's done for us in remembrance of me over and over again. I hope you get that concept. If if you get frustrated, if you feel neglected, if you feel like God has has, uh, forgotten you, stop and remember what he did for the children of Israel, look through the pages of the Old Testament, what he's done for you, remember the pages of the New Testament. Over and over again, God has to instruct us to remember because he knows how prone, how easy it is for us to forget the good things and focus on the bad. He's provided for us a tool to remember. If you will, call this Lord's Supper a string around your finger. When you look at it, remember the body that was broken. Remember the blood that was shed. So ours won't have to be. There's a true story that came out of Stanford University Hospital in California. A social worker was talking to a little girl named Liza. You probably heard this story. Liza had a rare blood disorder for which there was no cure. Um, And there was little hope for her survival. Well, coincidentally, her younger brother, who was about five at the time, had the same rare blood disorder and had overcome it miraculously. So in his blood, he had the antibodies necessary to destroy the sickness in her blood. So the doctor came to the little fellow and said, "Son, would you be willing to donate your blood to your sister so she can live?" And the doctor said he saw the little fellow hesitate for a moment, and then taking a deep breath, he said, "Yes, I'll do it if it will save my sister Liza." So they put the two side by side and the transfusion began. And he lay on the bed next to his sister and he smiled and he looked at her and saw the color returning to her cheeks. And then his own face grew kind of pale and, and concerned and his smile faded. And he looked up at the doctor and he said, will I start to die right away? The boy was so young, he had misunderstood the doctor. He thought that his sister would need all of his blood. And if it meant that she could live, he was willing to give it. We don't have to give all our blood because Jesus gave his. But when he did so, he didn't want us to forget. He wanted us to remember. It says in Romans 5.8, that God demonstrates his own love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He did that for us. He gave his body and his blood to forgive us of our sins, to atone that death for us, so we would not have to. But when he did so, he said, Remember. Shall we pray? Father, as we gather around this Lord's table, don't ever let it become just a, a routine or just going through motions because it symbolizes for us a sacrifice so great, so overwhelming. We could never deserve it. We could never earn it or work enough to be good for it. We just have to throw up our arms and say, God, forgive me, a sinner. Because you demonstrated your love for us and that while we were yet sinners, your only begotten son died for us, gave his blood and his body broken, so ours would not have to be. But how forgetful we are. And sometimes, God, we, we feel like you have neglected us or forgotten us or um, aren't being as good to us as you should be. And when we gather around this table and are told to remember, that's all we need as testimony to how much you love us always. Help us to remember now as we gather and receive and give thanks. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. As we gather around this table, Our our own Baptist theology teaches us that these are symbols of his body that's broken and his blood that's shed. But don't ever underestimate the importance of a symbol. Jesus gave us these elements and told us to remember. And any person who professes faith in Jesus Christ is welcome here around this table. Let us gather now and prepare ourselves. Paul wrote, he said, I receive from the Lord what I also delivered unto you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, what? This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this. What? In remembrance of me. Shall we pray? Father, as we take this bread, we remember The body that was broken, the perfect, sinless, only begotten Son of the Father. Who willingly laid down his life as atonement for our sins. If we ever doubt your love, help us to look at this and remember. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That you will have the opportunity to observe this important meal along with us because it's a way you have of remembering what God has done for you through Jesus Christ and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It doesn't have to be any kind of special bread. It doesn't have to be any kind of special juice because it's, it's not that this important. It's what it symbolizes. That bread, let it symbolize for you the body of Christ which is broken because of his love. Go ahead and have it ready, and uh, be ready to partake along with us in a few in a few moments. Let this for you symbolize the bread that came down from heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. He that eateth this bread shall live forever. So take and eat. In the same way, Jesus took a cup, and having held it up among his disciples, he blessed it and said, this is my blood which is shed for you. Do this. What? In remembrance of me. Shall we pray? Fathers, who receive the cup now. Help us to remember the blood that was shed, the precious blood of our Lord Jesus, the perfect blood that became the the sacrifice for what we had done to reconcile us with you to remove the sin that separated us, to offer us forgiveness and everlasting life. As we receive the cup, Father, let it... Wash us white as snow from the inside out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. is being distributed now among our congregation. Isn't it wonderful that, that our Lord Jesus transcends time and space? And he can be as real and present with you where you are as he is here with us now. So go ahead and get a small cup and prepare it with some juice. And be ready to receive it with us shortly. And let it symbolize for you the precious blood of the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he returns so take and drink so great a love requires some kind of response We offer that in the context of an invitational hymn this morning. If you'd like to respond to what Jesus has offered you to the remembrance of that sacrifice we have found here today. Will you come forward? I'll be here to receive you, professing your faith, rededicating your life. If you'd like to join this church, we would welcome you. We're going to stand and sing None But Jesus. Please come as we sing.